Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the Sith Taker Snapshots podcasts. My name's Bob D. And with me for this show are Adam Tudor. Hello there. And Rich Polly. Hello again. And in this show, we're going to be chatting about the decision to make the Grand Championship a an extended format event rather than the hyperspace we're all expecting. And then we're going to spend some time looking at Wave 4, which we're hoping is going to be with us really soon. So we learned this week that the event, which was formerly known as Nationals, which takes place usually at the Expo each year in Birmingham, is not, as most of us expected, going to be a hyperspace event, but has now been announced as an extended format event. And that has stirred up quite the hornet's nest on the old interwebs. Rich, you've, you've only just booked your ticket for the Grand Championship in Birmingham. What do you think about the decision to go to extended? So um, I make no secret of the fact that hyperspace is my favourite format. I think it's a bit more interesting to play in a hyperspace tournament. I don't like the the jankiness, the, the depth of depravity that you can get in, um, in extended with some of the lists. Um, so I was looking forward to nationals as a big hyperspace tournament really super stoked for it um i'd literally just spent money on a um train ticket and hotel two hours before the announcement went up on facebook so it's particularly raw for me if i'd known nationals was going to be an extended format i probably wouldn't have gone um but i'm going to go anyway now and probably have a good time because you know x-wing with a couple of hundred people is always good well, there's, there's two debates really going on. The first is, is extended better than hyperspace? And are we duty bound to like both formats? Does one have to be better than the other? And then the other debate is, is the timing of the announcement? And should they have got their act together sooner to, to let us know? And I think it, it, it does seem a bit disappointing that they've left it so late to let us know that it, it is going to be extended. It, only four weeks or so away, they've, they've decided to let us know now what the format is going to be. Given that everybody was was working on the basis that it was hyperspace, then to tell us it's going to be an extended is is a bit of a, a shock. And if they were trying to do that to to boost ticket sales, I think they probably shot themselves in the foot. They're probably likely to lose more guys than gain them, because we're we're just out of the the biggest extended event in the history of the world ever, the biggest event in the world ever. So people who couldn't participate in that were keen to take part in a in a hyperspace event. Yeah, I think I think there's a, a something that there, there will be quite a few people who didn't want to go because it was hyperspace might go because it's extended. Um, I don't think people will cancel. Um, but, you know, it's just, it, it's disappointing in kind of, in in my mind, because of the, the short notice of the change. So I just settled on a list. I was just starting to practice it. Now notice it's extended. I know the list I was going to play doesn't have much um, game against some of the, the meta monsters in Extended, so now I have to go back to the drawing block and I've got four weeks of practice time left to do that, so that's what, 12 games? And that's not a lot of reps on a new list, so... It does look as though Phantoms are going to dominate again, because if you want to win an event, you bring Phantoms right now. Yeah, and... it's okay. Jack's, Jack's going to go with Han and Jake and beat all the Phantoms, so we don't have to. <laughs> well, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. But for me, I feel there's there's the right kind of balance because with so many hyperspace trials around at the moment and, and in all likelihood with a hyperspace event attached to the Grand Championship, actually it's good to have a, an opportunity to play extended format on a, a bigger stage. 
Yeah, I think um, from from my perspective, the, the the thing that's bad about it is that this was the big hyperspace tournament. The system open series is going to be extended. Euros was going to be extended. Worlds is going to be extended. The the nationals or the grand championships or the hyperspace cups or whatever they were going to be called were going to be the big hyperspace tournament. Now there isn't one. Now, if you want to play hyperspace, your competitive track stops at hyperspace trial or effectively store slash regional level. Um, so for people who want to play hyperspace in big tournaments, there's currently no option. Um, so I hope FFG are going to rekindle it as a format um, or f- officially and formally kind of shoot it in the head and put it down for once and all. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of speculation about where they're going to go with hyperspace. Originally, the the idea was that it was only going to be for the new ships and therefore there was inevitably a limit because so few ships had been re-released in 2.0. But over time, if they carry on with this pace of release, almost all of the old stuff is going to be out for 2.0 within within the space of the next 18, 24 months. And that's going to mean that hyperspace can only serve a place as a, an alternative format, which is is more dedicated towards tournament play than extended. But at the moment, they seem to be pushing the, the extended format. Yeah, it very much feels like the chickens coming home to roost with the sort of OP organisational nightmare that they've created for themselves. Because, you know, like it was funny that you said this, you know, Grand Championship was formerly known as Nationals, because actually it was, as then Rich said, formerly known as the Hyperspace Cup, formerly known as Nationals. And they created, they had this really nice set out where you had your stores and, you know, if a couple of people went to those and then you clumped together into your areas to make regionals. And then everybody came together and, and saw what they could bring for nationals. And then they were like, we're not going to do that. We're going to go with this thing that we've kind of barely explained and nobody really knows any of the format for. And Worlds was going to be hyperspace, which, you know, we all laughed about the fact that you could win a ticket to Worlds from a system open, which was extended, and then have to go play hyperspace. And they changed that to extended. And, and now we're, here we are four weeks out and they're changing this to extended as well. Yeah, it- could it be a response to the popularity of extended at local events? I mean, the system opens. The swag this year hasn't been hugely impressive for Joe three and three, and but yet the the events themselves have been as popular as they've ever been. And and again, we've had a brilliant event in Milton Keynes, which has broken all the records once more and even the american events seem to be bigger this year than than last so it's possibly a reaction to the popularity of the big uh, extended extended format events I, I don't think that have responded that quickly to the system open i think that this has been something that ffg have planned but haven't announced um i i genuinely think that the system open in the uk could be a meme tournament with a stupid list restriction and it would still get five six hundred players turning up to it I, ge- I genuinely think they could do whatever format they felt like and it's just become such a, a self-perpetuating event of enormous X-Wing, like a festival of X-Wing, that you know you would still get four, five, six hundred people turning up if you know you were only allowed to play four ships and three upgrades or whatever. People would just turn up and play. Yeah, and, and for the... I keep wanting to call it Nationals because I've been going to Nationals for a long time, but the Grand Championship is only running at about um, 130, 140 last time I looked. So the out of a potential 200 and odd tickets available, they haven't, haven't done brilliantly on getting rid of those. Yeah, there's there's a lot of factors to that, like including expo cost and Birmingham cost and travel and, and so on and so on. You know, if you're going anywhere 
around the GMX during the UK Games Expo, and not the GMX, what's it called? You know what I mean? Um, at any point around that time, it's going to be expensive. So, you know, a lot of people will be just not going because of the additional cost incumbent in going during a festival or a con or whatever. So we're lucky we don't get much of that in the UK. I know it's rife in America, but this is the one in the UK that is tagged onto another event. So I think that always keeps numbers down. But Yeah, and it would be not the first time that the system open had sucked oxygen away from the, I'm going to call it nationals. That was something that happened a couple of years ago when they, they tried going to the ICC for the first time. They were expecting huge attendances after the, the system open had done so well. And in fact, they found that most people had spent their wife points on the system open. I'm in a position where, you know, young family, I get one weekend tournament away a year. Um, so I pick either system open or nationals. I did system open last year. I'm going to do nationals this year. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people are probably in that same kind of boat where, you know, they, they pick one. So what's the, the lesson we can take all, out of all this for, for FSG? Is, is it that giving us more information sooner makes the world a better place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah. Um, just communication, clear communication of intent and, and reasoning as well. You know, this week, Mike Budd went on Facebook and, you know, said, I have to tell you guys that this event in four weeks is going to be extended because previously you all thought it was going to be hyperspace. So, you know, he's put himself out there and, and given us that information so we can at least prepare what FFG need to do is, is do better communications, better structured communications, so that, you know, the, the community is made aware of these things way in advance. And once they announce that something is going to be a particular format or a particular time or a particular type of event, then they need to stick to that. Um, so they need to just do a bit of future planning and then communicate those plans in, in good time. Well, I, I have a dream in which I can explain to Mrs D that, on this weekend in six months' time, I'm going to be in this place. And then the following weekend, I'm going to be in the other place. And then a month after that, I'm going to be at a different place playing X-Wing. But it's actually very hard as a, as a real committed tournament crew to plan more than a month or three ahead on anything because they seem to be all over the place. Stores sometimes don't help because stores can be very slow to announce their hyperspace qualifiers. But this year, all of the stores that, that I'm interested in visiting have made very early announcements, which makes forward planning so that I can get to places like Just Play so much easier. Yeah, I think I think this is a bit of an oil tanker kind of situation. It's going to take a while for them to turn it around. You know, they've made a bunch of announcements, as Adam said, um, and changes in structure and formats and naming conventions and things. I do have faith in Alex Watkins. Um, he's done a great job with the UK OP scene, and now he's you know, running out of FFG headquarters in Minnesota. So I think he's going to make some good choices. I just think that it's going to take time for that to bed in. And I think that while that's happening, they really need to just get on top of comms so that we all know what's happening. Anyway, let's move on to something a bit more positive. Yeah. Uh, Wave 4's coming. Anything in Wave 4 that's uh, of any interest to you, Rich? I thought you were going to let Adam go first because I'm just going to just glee over the Naboo N1 Starfighter. But yeah, the Naboo N1 Starfighter, Bob, it's amazing. It just looks so beautiful. It was on the FFG stream last night. We're talking on Wednesday, so it was on the, the Tuesday, the 30th of April. FFG did a, a play stream. They had the Naboo N1 Starfighter on there um, with its beautiful yellow and chrome paint scheme and all of its wonderful pilots and its upgrades. And Anakin Skywalker able to do two barrel rolls because spinning's a good trick. And it's it's basically full of fluff, it's full of memes, it's full of fun, and it looks amazing. And I'm really looking forward to getting a number of those on the table. 
um, which okay, is going to be just... helped by the fact that I've pre-ordered like three. Okay, so quite excited. Do you want to just run through the stats very quickly, Rich? Um, that That's a really good question. I know that they've got two red attack dice and three green dice, and I think they've got three hole and two shields. Or maybe yeah, four hole right. and two shields. Is it three and two? It's three and two, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, they're a little bit more fragile than a lot of the ships, and it's going to be interesting to see how they fly, but they've got full throttle, so they get a free of aid if they go fast. So, and then a bunch of pilot abilities that use that free of aid, um, or droid abilities to use that free of aid. So there's a bunch of stuff that's already been spoiled. Like there's a, a droid that allows you to spend an evade token to turn a focus to a hit. So it's like a basically using an evade token as a calculate. Um, okay. So, you know, there's an awful lot of, of good mods to go in there. Um, but, you know, also just having two green dice and an evade token and a focus token means that you're going to live for quite a while um, if you're being focused down. Not to mention all the jank that they've got in with Naboo bodyguards able to donate and add evade results to the person that they're bodyguarding and all sorts of things. So it just looks really exciting. And we've also got the resistance shuttle coming, which yeah. looks interesting. I mean, mm -hmm. for me, that's exciting because we can finally get some value out of C-3PO. Do we know where we're getting the calculate tokens from? Yeah, so there's a droid um, who allows you to start a resistance ship in reserve, which is a really interesting mechanic. It's actually one of the most interesting bits of design space they've opened up in this wave, I think. So he's got five charges that recur. You can spend any number of those charges during the setup phase to apply the here comes the resistance condition card to one of your ships. That ship then starts in reserve. Every turn the it regenerates a single charge and then once it's back up to five charges you deploy that ship on any board edge, edge as long as you're outside range three of an opponent so it's obviously calling the the theme of the force awakens with the x-wings coming across and and towards maz's temple and it's a really really cool fluffy thematic thing first thing that springs into mind is you start Poe Dameron in reserve and he's 90-something points and you bring him in behind the opposition after turn three or whatever. You know, would, it work with a, would it work with one of the resistance bombers? Uh, yeah, I can't see why not. It's any, any ship. Yeah, you just give the condition to a friendly ship as far as we can see. So that would mean you could plonk a bomber on the board to trudge thin bombs towards the rear of the enemy? Yep. Nice. Nice. And it also and the, the, the crew that gives the ability is a droid, so he puts calculate on your action bar, which means that C three PO's ability is then able to be used, which means C three PO can coordinate that ship from the other side of the board as well. So it's yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of janky combos there. But you know, people being able to deploy from behind people on turn three has been in the game since it launched, hasn't it, with the the Hound's Tooth pilot. Well, yeah, but I haven't actually seen Morello Evo enter competitive play. I, I ran him a few times myself when 2.0 was released. And you just found that instead of the the opposition knowing that he was he was coming at them from the front, they could just wait and get behind him that way by, by spreading their arcs of fire and just heading towards whichever end his, his tail was, was at. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because you can apply it to a really small AC ship. You can stick it on a points fortress or, you you know, something with loads of regen that you would be keeping out of the combat fray anyway for the first few turns. Um, or you can, you know, put it onto something that you just want to crash into the back of a formation. Because it's like, it's 
easy one on one to get a pincer going. You know, normally you have to maneuver for four, five, six turns to make people commit to the bait and then switch in and then, you know, pincer with both sides of your force. And this is just saying, well, I'm going to pincer you. It just depends. And well, I'm going to pincer you and it's going to start on turn four because, you know, they'll know when you're deploying from reserve. So. And the transport's coming as one of these dual model ships. We've got the transport itself, which is two reds, one green, five hole, three shield with red coordinates and what I think is a red jam, together with focus and target lock. And then the little shuttle that it it pops out is two red, two green, three hole and one shield. That has focus and then it has... uh, Red target lock, red jam and um, red... Red barrel? Yeah, it looks like a red barrel as as I look at the photo. So that looks to me to be a, a... crew carrier to support the the real weight of the resistance forces worth investing yeah. do you think yeah i've i've um where i've ordered pre-ordered three naboo n1s i've pre-ordered one of these because i think they'll either be interesting utility ships um or they'll end up being like sheathopedes in in version one where you kind of want to own a couple of them because there's a lot of janky fun that can be had with um multiple coordinates in a list or you know, multiple support ships uh, and one big gun. So, yeah. I quite like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and last but for me, not least, is the separatist hyena bomber. That's the the last of the three new ships in in wave four, and the the stats on that are very simple: two reds, two greens, five hull. And it can barrel roll and barrel roll into a coordinate and it can calculate. We don't yet know if it can trajectory simulator. I thought I'd read something that suggested that it could. Um, I've not seen system slots on any separate stuff. Um, I've not okay. seen system slots on any, what are they called, galactic M? No, what are they called? Uh, Separatists. No, the Jedi faction. I'm not there's oh, no right. system okay. slots on on the Jedi faction either, is there? because they tend to use system or tech to denote the era of the ship. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we won't be expecting to see those. The yet another squadron builder on just the, the Google Chrome version um, does have sensor upgrade slots on the bomber. Oh, uh, cool. But I don't know where they're getting that from. Well, it wouldn't make a certain amount of sense to put trad sims on, on the bombers. They are specialist bombers, you'd expect to see that. And that takes us to the electro-photon bomb. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and that's the first time we've seen fused bombs. So they detonate two turns after you drop them out. And then you roll uh, a number of dice. I think it's five. It's four, four dice. Yeah. And then if you roll blanks, you lose a shield for every blank you roll. If you roll hits, you get an ion token for every hit you roll. And if you roll a crit, you get a disarm token. The ion is also on eyeballs. Yes, on eyeballs as well for ion tokens. So it's like a super ion with a chance to strip shields and a chance to disarm you as well. Um, and I think the interesting thing about this is that it's faction agnostic and that you can apply Sabine's 
ability to put a random red or, or a random a chosen red or orange token on on top of all of the effects of that but it can only be carried by a handful of ships because it requires a mod slot and a bomb slot and is, is it a bomb slot or a, is it a reload it needs ah oh, yes it needs the reload action that's right but it can't be reloaded um, okay so it's, a, it's a one-shot device so you can't stick this on nim no, but a Y-Wing can carry it with Nim. So you could have Nim and Cavill in a list with one of these things. Um, and Nim can then hold it because it's a still a friendly bomb. Okay. So, so. Um, the interesting thing we haven't talked about is that its range of effect is range um, two, not range one. So it's a massive, massive zone that it's covering. That's, that bomb seems mental. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how it works out on the board. We definitely will see how it works on the board because they're going to be everywhere. <laughs> that leaves, in terms of new new reveals, the auto blaster cannon. What does that one yeah. do? Is it the same as one point Nope. So it's that one's had a bit of a, a bit of a jig about. So it's now a two dice attack, which is a, a forward cannon slot, but it's range uh, one to two, and if you it's got. A load of text underneath it as well. If you are in bullseye arc, you roll an extra red dice. And if you are shooting somebody out of their arc, like outmaneuver, they cannot dodge crits. So oh. it is marksmanship made in heaven and potentially is going to ruin a lot of people's days. Is there something in it about you cancel crits first? No, no. You can't cancel crits at all by a Veto. So you're thinking of the plasma torpedoes, which cancel Oh, crits. I am. Yeah, I am. But the, the auto blaster cannon cannot uh, crits. Cannot if you've outmaneuvered them, yeah. Can't, yeah. It, it isn't it evade results on dice? Can't cancel crits? So there's... If you've got other ways to cancel them, I guess you can. But other than that, it's not. I believe it specified the evade symbol. So Luminara is going to be even more important because she can downgrade those crits back to hits again. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how it works. Okay, that's going to be it for from us for this show. We're going to be back next week talking about how we've got on at, at weekend events. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from me, Bob D. And goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. And goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Okay, I think we are done. Sorry, that ran a bit long. There was more content than I thought there was there. That's my fault for being a gobshite. <laughs> just yeah, every, every time I start talking, Tim, just trim out like a minute. Now this is pod racing. Look, one of ours out of the main hall. Is that a cat or a child? That's a cat. <laughs> I'll go and let him out. <laughs> Children are in bed. He just wants to go out so he can have a Oh, <laughs> great. Come on. <laughs> go on.
Oh, no, you don't want to go out. Right, what do you want? Go on, just start. There might be cats in the background. (laughs) Okay, all right.